If you didn't know before, now you know why they call this the Fun Belt. Very excited about the Sun Belt. You know, while other conferences have been breaking up, our conference has become stronger. The state of Sun Belt football is the strongest in our history. I saw Fun Belt Conference, and I'm like, I don't know what this is. But I got to join the show. It sounded a lot of fun. We close out Sun Belt Conference Media Days with the commish. Keith Gill joins the Sun Belt, the Fun Belt Podcast. He, you, you say Fun Belt up there, I say Sun Belt. We're, we're getting each other mixed. Maybe we just switch roles. <laughs> yeah, although I don't know that I can do what you do. So a little too much technology involved. So I'm sure you can do what I do, but I don't know that I can do what you do. I don't know if I can pull off some of the things that you do. I mean, you know, you have us collectively in the Sunbelt Conference doubled the ESPN viewership because you built this great beast of a league. <laughs> when did you kind of celebrate that we made the right choices, everything worked out as planned for 2022? Yeah, you know, I, I don't know that I ever stopped to celebrate. I really thought right off the bat, once the schools accepted that we made the right choices, I felt really good about our schools and partly because of our approach, you know, in terms of, you know, we knew what type of conference we wanted to be. And so we went out and found schools, good regional fit, really passionate fan bases, good winning traditions. And, and so I knew that was going to translate into, um, into good things for, for us, you know, and you think about the year, I mean, the football, you know, Marshall beats Notre Dame, Old Dominion beats Virginia Tech, Southern Miss goes to a bowl, Marshall goes to a bowl. Um, JMU has, you know, the most conference wins on the eastern side of that, of that, of our football league. And so you look at those four new schools, I don't know how they could have had a better start from a football standpoint. And then you look at all the other sports, you know, Southern Miss hosts a super regional. Um, You know, JMU played in the championship game for men's and women's soccer. They won the championship in, in volleyball. They won the championship in women's basketball. So the new schools have had quite an impact. So um, they've certainly showed, they, yeah, it's, it's, it's really been great to see kind of how much they've contributed to the league and really a great first year for, for our four new schools. And you felt to mention also Southern Miss, you know, their men's team was, was kind of left for dead. And what was oh, right. we're not going to win a single game and all of a sudden regular season champs? Yeah, it was amazing. And I was at their regular season game. Um, at home against Louisiana, which was amazing. The atmosphere was great. It was fun to see Sunbelt football like that and um, really gave me um, a nice picture of what I hope Sunbelt fo- Sun basketball excuse me, w- w- was like and will become because I just think that we can be better at basketball. We should be better at basketball. And, um, and that's something we're going to continue to work on you know, over the next couple of years. Almost got to send another team there to Omaha. I know. As we were, we were just so close. How big, though, is it that Sunbelt baseball is as good as it is? Yeah, you know, it's it's great. It's fun to watch. Um, you know, you think about one, the investments that our schools have made into baseball, which is really um, important, and the success we've had. You know, getting four teams in the NCAA tournament um, last year was was amazing. So, you know, baseball is near. It's so important to our institutions. It's so important to our region. And, um, and so, and I would throw softball in there as well. Both of those sports are really critical for us. And, um, and so it's nice to see the conference thriving um, in a sport that's so important to our schools. Even though as Tennessee fans pointed out, there's no Applebee's in Hattiesburg. 
<laughs> yeah, but there's a lot of good food, though. So, um, yeah, I'm trying to think of the place where I ate that's near the Indigo Hotel, though. Um, yeah, I can't remember. But there's some good eats in Hattiesburg. I've never stopped. So, oh, it, dang. It, okay. It's on the list. I, I, I got to make it there. So, so with all the success we have, what's next? Uh, I know you said we're, we're adding swimming and diving. Are we going to start getting into the e-games, or are, are we expanding our brand that far? You know what? So, you know, we have certainly had some conversations, and in, in our schools, most of them have kind of esports programs. So I don't know that the conference necessarily is going to be kind of getting into that um, element so much, but certainly we'll do whatever we can to just encourage, you know, schools to develop that. But, yeah, adding swimming, we're excited about that. We'll have our first championship in, in 24. We had our first beach volleyball championship last year, um, and we had our first men's soccer championship last year in a while. We had men's soccer a few years earlier before um, we had to drop it. So I think on the football side, you know, I, I hope this year we break through and get to New Year's Six. I think that's important for us. Um, we talk about it a lot with our schools um, when we're at AD meetings, and we think it's critical, and I think we're well-positioned to do that. Um, CFP expansion gives us some really good opportunities um, to be a regular participant in the college football playoff, and that's going to be important to us. So I think that's going to be a lot of our focus there. Uh, getting better at basketball is going to be key. You know, I do think we want to be a multi-bid league in men's and women's basketball. Some of the improvements we saw last year in men's basketball um, really set us up to be able to do that. So I'm, I, I think the future is bright. I think the Sun Belt is in a great place. I'm really excited about where we are. But I do think our best days are ahead of us. We have the, the SBC and the MAC uh, agreement there in basketball. Yeah. Is there going to be something similar in football, you think, to really try to strengthen and, and push the league closer to that, that uh, New Year's Six? You know what? So, you know, the scheduling in football is so much different, you know. So the way we kind of try to influence football scheduling is in our end-of-the-year meeting. So we have a football wrap-up meeting with our ADs every January. And part of that, we spend a lot of time talking about scheduling, you know, and, and really looking in the data and the analytics about who to play, who not to play, why, when to play them, which weeks to play them. We really kind of take a deep dive. And, um, and so and I really think that's going to be the way we continue to approach scheduling, you know, and continuing to push our scheduling matrix, you know, in terms of, um, you know, your four non-conference games, what should those conference games look like? Who should you play? I think that's important. The basketball piece is, is, is so much different because, you know, you win 70% of your games at home, you know, in Division One, and, um, and so we're trying to get more home games. So we're trying to help people um, schedule more home games. Um, we're trying to play more Division One home games. And we're trying to give our chance, our teams, the best chance to come out of the um, – the non-conference having won 70, 75% of their games. And so um, and so that's where the MAC Challenge comes in is it helps us get home games and it helps us get quality home games against peer opponents. We're going to try to use data to match teams up and, um, and hopefully that works out so that we have um, good on good. And, you know, when we get to a point where we are um, in conversation on Selection Sunday, hopefully those will be good games that help kind of put us over the top and, and get an at-large bid for us. Another successful Sunbelt Media Days. How do you feel this has grown, and, and, and what's your, your next step on this event to keep the exposure of the league at the level it's been at? Yeah, so, you know, the literal next step is, you know, we'll be in New Orleans for the next two years, but we're moving hotels. So we'll be um, kind of near, closer to the convention center at the Marriott. I think it's called Warehouse Arts District Hotel. So, um, 
and um, and so we'll be there at least for the next two years. So, um, but we're just going to keep growing it. You know, we had a ten percent increase in terms of media this year, which is great. Um, we want to keep growing that. You know, the, our to be honest with you, our mission as it relates to um, Media Day is to obviously promote the Sun Belt, but really make it special for our coaches and our kids. That's what we're trying to do, and that's why we try to create a big time atmosphere for them. And um, and so we'll keep trying to add touches. You know, there are things we can do in the green room for our student athletes. That's great. Um, things that we can do in terms of um, engaging our coaches and engaging the media. You know, we want to make sure that the media folks who come here to cover us and support us have a good time. So, um, so yeah, we're, we're excited. It's a great way to kick off the season. Um, and, actually, I'm really ready for some football. Did you partake in any of the Madden games with the student athletes? You know, I did not. So that would be a beatdown. Um, I don't know that I could score one point. I've never played Madden. Um, or, yeah, yeah, I've never so played. So that's why you're anti-esports coming into the league because <laughs> you're just not any good. Well, I am not good. I am 100% terrible. Um, so I probably should have went in there and they could have just put a beat down on me um, in all those games. So, it's um, like having the coach in the dunking booth, right? <laughs> exactly. And I would have been getting dunked a lot. They would have been, yeah, dunking on me in a football game. That would have been, uh, been perfect. So... So we saw a, a real big uh, push from the NCAA on not only NIL, but also they, they tried to combine a lot of it into gambling regulations. How does the league kind of find that balance of educating the student athletes, of, hey, you can't do it, and then also protecting the integrity of the game yeah. while still capitalizing because there's so much money to get the sponsorship dollars? Yeah, I think that's a real hard question. You know, I, I think certainly as a league at the, this point, you know, from a sponsorship standpoint, we've not – kind of engaged you know in sports books or gambling um, folks and um, and so but we'll continue to evaluate that to see you know what could make sense I think the education piece is key you know you've got 38 sports 38 states now I think that have passed some sort of and the District of Columbia that have passed some sort of regulation where where um, gambling is legal you know and that's why I think you saw the NCA kind of adjust some of their guidelines because it really has proliferated and um, and so the education is so key, and we try to drive that message home to our students, which is, hey, don't gamble. You know, it's not really good um, for you in any way. Um, it's not obviously, it's not lucrative because that's why the casinos and the and the um, sports books make so much money. Is you know all that stuff's built on people losing, and um, and and more people lose than win, and everybody who thinks they can beat the house is not going to beat the house. And so trying to drive that message home to make sure that they're making prudent decisions with their money and with their life, I think is is all we can do because it's everywhere and they can do it on their phone and you can bet on everything with the prop bets now. You know, there's kind of nothing off limits in terms of what you can gamble on, which is, um, yeah, which is really unfortunate, but we'll keep pounding away and trying to make sure our students make good choices. There was not a prop bet, by the way, of how long your stay at the, the conference was. <laughs> yeah, well, that's because Travis made sure that was going to be into uh, a certain amount of time. So, you know, that's the one thing about, you know, everybody thinks the commissioner runs things. It's really people are telling me what I need to do. And so I try to make sure I do it. So I knew um, I knew I was going to keep that to 20 minutes and uh, I have a little time for questions. So with that said, though, I mean, obviously we know the, the gambling events that happened in the SEC. Does that kind of draw more attention to it that if it happened in the SEC versus in the Sun Belt, that it would have maybe not has had big of an impact and then has 
uh, Sankey really kind of reached out and said what that template is of, hey, Commission, here's how you respond if that happens. Yeah, you know, I, I think a couple things. I think obviously with it happening in the SEC, it, it, it does happen with a little bit of a bigger spotlight, and so it provides education for a broader group. And, um, and, I, and I think that that's great. And with us being in that footprint, I think our folks kind of see that and, and take that into consideration. You know, we certainly have had conversations to try to learn, you know, what we can, you know, from the SEC in that standpoint. I think more than anything, it um, really just, you know, shows you just how something that may seem like it's innocuous, like even if the intent is bad, you know, you, in your mind you might just be saying, hey, this player's not playing and how that can turn into, um, you know, a scandal, you know. And, um, and and it's a reminder to all of us that we've got to be careful who we talk to, what we say, and why we're saying it. And, um, and I think that is um, – that's absolutely critical. And, um, and I think it's a good reminder. It's unfortunate because I just think that it's a, it's a bad way to learn a lesson. But I think for some of us, you know, on the outside looking in, you know, we certainly appreciate the lesson and the opportunity to teach – based on a real-life situation that was um, unfortunate. Commission, always great catching up with you. Looking forward to talking with you somewhere in a, a Sunbelt Stadium coming soon. Yeah, exactly. Well, I remember last year when I saw you at Texas State, that was week two, and that's when we it had all that two. great success. You, So you, obviously you were the leprechaun, so I look forward to hopefully seeing you and knowing that that week, the Sun Belt is going to be winning a lot of games. Make sure you tell Dr. Maggard that because I think I'm now banned from all Cajun activities. They were 0-3 last year at games I attended. <laughs> I'll put in a good word for you. Thanks.